Hello everybody, my name is Ron and this is Ron's Gadget Talk for Monday 14th of September 2020. Uh, obviously the day before the Apple event. Uh, obviously we have other stories to talk about, but I uh, just wanted to kind of remind you in case you're listening now that uh, Apple's doing an event tomorrow. And obviously it'll be about the iPad, the Apple uh, Watch and uh, Apple's other product segments before the main iPhone 12 series. Uh, that will be for a separate event later on in October, and uh, Bloomberg has kind of confirmed it uh, already. Um, where is it? Uh, they've confirmed that uh, they from their claims that uh, iPh- iPhones will not be avi- unveiled at tomorrow's event uh, because apparently, and I'm going to quote Bloomberg here again. This is because uh, 95 Mac wrote this, and they're quoting Bloomberg here. The COVID-19 pandemic disrupted final testing of new 5G models early this year, earlier this year and delayed the company's ability to kick off mass production. Apple now plans to announce its four new iPhones in October, marking the latest iPhone announcement since 2011. Some of the phones could even ship later than the iPhone X, which went, which went on sale on November 3rd, 2017. Uh, which could be a high possibility. Oh, and they brought out a 2011 reference. They're talking about the iPhone 4S, which was unveiled in uh, I think it was in October 2011. I still remember the day, still remember the exact moment when it was released, and it was before I think it was the day before Steve Jobs died. So yikes! This is probably going to be like the third time Apple probably uh, unveiled the iPhone and launched it uh, during October, and it's probably Techtober. So obviously, big big announcements uh, to a lot of big announcements and new devices. Obviously, we have Google stuff coming. Uh, that's obviously what we'll talk on later on. So, uh, fun times ahead, really. As I've stated in previous episodes, obviously iPhones are not going to be coming out tomorrow or tomorrow's event. But what would be coming, and I'm kind of happily excited for it, frankly speaking, obviously are the Apple Watches and the iPads, specifically a brand new iPad Air. I've already talked about the last two episodes. Last two to three episodes, I've talked about what Apple could release at tomorrow's event, pretty much. So uh, if you're not up to speed with that, do go back and listen to, obviously, the last two episodes uh, to know more. But uh, very shortly, within a minute or so, so just quickly uh, summing up what Apple could launch tomorrow, there'll probably be a brand new Apple Watch Series 6, uh, a affordable Apple Watch that would basically replace the Apple Watch Series 3. Uh, it would have a, I don't know what it would be called, probably, will probably cost between two and three, two to three hundred dollars at best. So it'll be that Apple Watch that you would want to get if you don't want to spend four hundred dollars usually on an Apple Watch or a thousand dollars. So that's that. And then there is the new iPad Air four, which basically will be like an iPad, smaller iPad Pro, and obviously some things will be butted out of the of the iPad Air. Uh, hopefully, it'll have USB C and Apple Pencil support. Hence, the little doodly Apple logo. And uh, this is not kind of confirmed, but, uh, you know, hands wide open together, God willing, we'll probably have it. Uh, and that is uh, the AirTags, which basically are these object trackers. Obviously, they'll use ultra-wideband technology. Uh, a smaller or affordable AirPod. Sorry, a smaller or affordable HomePod. Uh, over-ear headphones, the AirPod Studio, and new Apple TV. Uh, so that's that really. I think I've stretched it for more than a minute. So, there's another recent rumor that kind of came to the surface and that is that Apple could be looking to launch their new subscription bundle service, which was already been talked about for a couple of months now. Uh, the 
basically it'll call I mean I think I talked about it before already uh, it'll called Apple one uh, and again this 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 came a day after our obviously previous episode so uh, I didn't cover that as obvious uh, nine to five Google okay nine to five Mac is sort of the sister site of it the same folks run it but they talk about Android 95 Google uh, d- did its usual article about breaking down uh, app code for Android apps and they decided to sort of go into the app code for the Apple Music app and with the latest beta version and I'll read from 95 Google here we find that Apple may have settled on the name Apple one alongside an internal code name Ar- Aristotle these new strings in the app all but confirm that Apple Music will be a- included with Apple One when it launches. And it has the usual code inside uh, stating included in Apple One. And um, and obviously a message, essentially a message in the app that is already there. Your Apple Music subscription will be included in Apple One starting uh, obviously with a date written you will not be charged for both subscriptions so it's sort of a piece of interesting code um, and uh, it also added another detail and that is that um, uh, you are not able to renew or basically handle your Apple One acu- subscription from the Android version of the Apple Music app again another message is written in the code so you'll have to use your iPhone or iPad or Apple TV or Mac to uh, manage your Apple One account but it's kind of cool. Basically, it's a bit similar to uh, Microsoft 365 or Amazon Prime. Obviously, stitching together a whole lot of services under one subscription fee. Uh, this essentially includes Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, hopefully Apple News Plus, uh, iCloud Storage, all for a single fee of hopefully starting from 9.99. Okay, that would be very, compet- very competitive. 20 bucks or something, or 100 bucks a year. Uh, a pretty competitive price. Uh, to compete with say Amazon Prime and uh, Microsoft 365 and Google One I believe it's these kind of bundles are coming up and but they provide the kind of value that uh, that uh, that you know when you subscribe to individual services like that's the that's the issue sort of so yeah mm. so uh, that was something to add it's interesting that they're going to announce it at tomorrow's event, but obviously they're going to tie it with the iPad and hopefully the Apple Watch and the Apple TV. Uh, really, I'm hoping for something surprising. But uh, this recent article that came out today from 9to5Mac, again coding Bloomberg, has brought another interesting prospect, and that is that the f- that there'll be an f- there'll be finally be an announcement for the Apple Silicon-based uh, Macs in November. Again, coding Bloomberg here. By November, the company is planning to announce new Mac computers with its own chips, which means that they're, they're going to show off. There'll probably be a third keynote, hopefully, and they're going to talk about uh, improvement, what Apple Silicon chips are available, and and what they've uh, developed, and also which MacBooks or which Macs will come with Apple Silicon chipsets. Um, obviously, the first uh, Apple Silicon Mac will probably be the 12-inch MacBook because that's quite a compact computer and an ARM chipset will on, a com- on an Ultrabook will probably benefits from 12-hour battery life and all that good 12-plus-hour battery life and much, much more. Uh, it would probably go neck and neck with the iPad Pro, though, uh, for the price. The iPad Pro is, at the moment, a little faster than some of the older 12-inch MacBooks. So that's interesting to see. Maybe that's probably what triggered Apple to uh, think of an upgrade to... Um, probably to th- uh, do an upgrade 
to Apple Silicon is the performance benefits are just now aren't coming is at a good time now now they've developed it quite a lot but also uh, in the same Bloomberg article again another code here uh, for Tuesday Apple is also rating the, its first updated iPad Air since relaunching the line in March 2019 the new model will look similar to the iPad Pro by replacing the home button with an all screen look it'll use a slower processor and lacks some features as the iPad Pro's this promotion screen a mid-tier iPad a new mid-tier iPad could continue to juice Apple's sales as consumers look for devices to help them work and learn from home. The current iPad Air costs $499 uh, USD, far less than the $799 USD price of the iPad Pro. Uh, a tablet that looks similar to the iPad Pro but at a much lower price could make the iPad Air a lot a hot holiday season seller, which is basically what, what it's all about. So uh, we'll find out and see. And I'm sure they're probably going to release a new Apple Watch. It's a uh, new Apple Pencil, sorry. Uh, that should be there pretty much um, um, so that's that really um, I mean I've, I own an iPad I've used an iPad Air 2 and I'll tell you if they release an Air, iPad Air 4 it's really amazing uh, it definitely will sell like hotcakes and I've used that my iPad Air 2 a lot and it really is a super fast uh, tablet for what it is it can even uh, beat a laptop at what it does sort of I mean, and it always and it always gets better with processors. So that's uh, with with every software update. So that's that. Um, so hoping for, for a lot tomorrow. Um, I mean, uh, again, genuinely, genuinely fun times ahead in this regard. Moving up, moving past Apple, onto Google. You know, hey Google. Okay, I'm not gonna trigger that. Uh, if you're listening on Google Home devices. Shout out to you guys. Uh, you're probably the cool ones. Uh, I'm sure not everyone obviously uses a voice assistant to listen to a podcast, but okay. Uh, but uh, we have some more Google device news, as I earlier said, because Google obviously, hopefully in October, they're going to throw an event of their own uh, to talk about their Pixel 5, the 5S. Uh, yes, th that's been leaked or already. Uh, apparently, there's a version of the Google Pixel 5 on Verizon's millimeter wave network. Uh, obviously that can run millimeter wave 5G so you can get those gigabit speeds and what we call the 5S and obviously the Pixel 4a 5G and the 5 uh, the Pixel 5 and obviously Google's smart home devices uh, we've talked I, I think I've talked before about the about the fact Google's been releasing a new uh, streaming dongle that basically update a highly updated version of Android of Chromecast but with Android TV finally baked in because Chromecast has kind of been available on Android TV. You know how they say you get a Chromecast built in and you could save a lot of money. You save a HDMI port. But now they're obviously offering a streaming. They're finally bringing out a streaming dongle uh, to compete with Amazon and stuff. Uh, but the interesting, f the recent details is that according to Artem Ryskovsky, hopefully I've said that right name rightly, hopefully not butchered it, from Android Police, he tweeted that Target's retail system, obviously where they keep the SKUs for products and the barcodes, they've, over there, Google's sort of Android TV dongle, so the updated Chromecast, is the price of it, estimated price is now showing at 49.99 USD, uh, but more significant is that the name of the de specific device, it'll be called Google Chromecast with Google TV. That's a lot of Google. 
quite googly. <laughs> uh, again, I'll just mention his tweet here. Google's Android TV, Sabrina, is coming. There are two leaks so far at $50, which is obviously at Home Depot, and $59.98 uh, Walmart. And now I can con and I can now confirm Target has it listed internally at $59.99 with a September 30th release date. All of these could be placeholders, my, but my money is on $60, around $60, give or take, which is interesting. Um... And more so, he's kind of mentioned that they could call it now the Chromecast with Android TV, uh, with Google TV. Sorry, uh, it's in, and it was, but more interesting is the naming of the OS. They're not calling it Android TV. They threw it out the window. They're calling it Google TV. And if you are old enough to remember the early gadget history, you will know that Google actually made a smart TV OS early on in the early 2010s called Google TV, and that had uh, and I remember it had. Um, hey, you could play YouTube on it, and you could play Netflix out of the gate, and HBO Go, which is not HBO Max, technically speaking. <laughs> HBO Max is still on Android TV, so nice. But um, the idea is you could uh, watch content on the int over uh, from the internet, and even had a built-in web browser. It kind of worked, but then it failed because it couldn't get the kind of... It did, I mean, at the time, people didn't stream TV, really. They just used to pull it in from from uh, obviously used to have cable and satellite now times have changed streaming has become a uh, dominant uh, overall TV consumption uh, overall we're watching more TV than ever but we're streaming it so uh, now it's a good time to release a updated fast streamer and Chromecast has been quite popular it's probably one of the most popular streaming devices out there because this really is a casting device you plug it to the back of your TV you hit you find content on your phone you hit cast and off you go this though and I think I've earlier I don't know if I talked about it earlier but um, you have I mean it's gonna come with a remote finally Android TV is gonna be built in I'm sorry Google TV pretty much and you can do smart display functions it, could, it will run Google Assistant and has integrations with YouTube TV. So all around a pretty good streamer for what it is. And at $50, it will sell like hotcakes because people need streaming dongles. And at the very moment, Roku and Amazon uh, Fire TV Stick is good value. But, I mean, if you're in the U.S., you can't get uh, Peacock or HBO Max on uh, both Roku or, the Am or if Amazon Fire TV. So um, that's the problem. Uh, so Google's pro could probably target that consumer base that uh, uh, who want to watch HBO Max, but I mean it's not the app's not available on Amazon Fire TV due to some business terms. So that's interesting. Moving, p I don't now. Frankly speaking, I don't think Google would call this the Chromecast with Google TV. They're probably gonna give give it the Nest name too because Net the Nest brand has become sort of Google's brand for their own smart devices, smart home devices. Uh, and speaking of Nest, uh, a new Google Nest thermostat has appeared at the FCC basically. Um, so there's a new model, the G G4CVZ, uh, and apparently it just shows no, the sticker label of where the FCC certification would be written, which is important. Uh, and essentially, um, I'm going to get this. It features Bluetooth and Wi-Fi radios as well as a 60 gigahertz transmitter. It's not yet clear what the latter component is for. There's some currently some speculation that it's related to Soli and being able to control the thermostat via radar-based gestures. 
The frequency range of this device is listed as 61 to 61.5 GHz, whereas the Pixel 4 is 58 to 63.5 GHz. Um, but it's going to be called uh, Nest. But, uh, but the interesting thing is they're going to call it the Google Nest uh, thermostat. Basically, Google's really going to release uh, Google's also going to release a new uh, thermostat. That's fun. So uh, now I probably remember how many devices they're coming out with. So the Pixel 4a 5G, the Pixel 5, uh, a new Google Nest speaker, a new Nest thermostat, a Android TV dongle, as I like to call it, that could feature the name Google TV. So a lot of device, five or six devices this year. So not bad. I mean, Google coming out flexing in front of um, from the competition. But I also it's interesting the the uh, the feature on the upcoming thermostat where um you could uh where you could like wave wave it to change you know you can wa wave you, c you can like literally wave the thermostat uh right next to thermostat and would basically change the temperature or settings kind of cool though uh, obviously, as because of this, it'll not be available in that many countries because of the obviously frequency restrictions with radar. I mean, uh, radar radar spectrum is not really widely open like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, so uh, it's not going to be available everywhere. But oh well. Um, aside from that, uh, Google will probably do their own event. And while we're at it, speaking of Techtober is coming, so lots of events with new devices. Samsung's doing another unpacked event, but this time, uh, obviously, it'll be for the Galaxy S20 FE Fan Edition because of the slogan here for the invite, unpacked for every fan. So, you know, the S20 Fan Edition. Oh, there might be a BTS collaboration S20 maybe. Hopefully, that'd be awesome. You know, at BTS and they probably sell like hotcakes because BTS fandom is real. We stand boys. <laughs> Uh, now the S20 Fan Edition, uh, there's obviously uh, a 4G and a 5G version. Uh, the, fi the 5G version having the ex uh, Snapdragon 865, three back cameras, uh, 32 megapixel selfie camera, 4,500 mAh battery, 6 gigabytes of RAM, and 128 gigabytes of storage. Nothing about the SD card. Interesting spec sheet. Hopefully this is a probably this is going to be a $700 phone when it launches. Hopefully, uh, it'll probably be a little higher or a little less. We d we don't know for sure, uh, but it's interesting that Samsung's doing another unpacked event. Okay, the last one for the Z Fold 2, which is kind of a quick 20-minute event. That made sense because that was the Z Fold 2, and they wanted to sort of confirm the price and launch date. That's now already out in a lot of markets, so that's that. And while we're at it, at uh, HMD Global, Nokia HMD, they're doing an, they're doing their own event next week too. Uh, that's on September twenty second, so neck and neck. Uh, this is before the Samsung event, and but they've written here the join us as we unveil a new chapter for Nokia phones with a very special guest, and we'll see the hashtag hashtag only gadget you need, which is interesting. Um, um, according to Android Authority, with where this article is at. A sequel to the peer review has been rumored for months, so probably, probably another new peer review camera phone, which would be awesome. And obviously, there are newer uh, versions of of Nokia phones, the seven series and the six series, and all that. 
seven and eight series. No, the eight point three is out, and the six point three has been out. So the seven point three is gonna be out, and the three point three. Wait, did Nokia release the Nokia three point three? I'm I'm curious. Let me let me check and clarify. And I haven't released a three point three yet. So uh, probably Nokia will probably release a. Uh, the Nokia 3. Point, and, and the latest version of their 3 series phones their, their 2 series phones hasn't updated this year I think in the past year alone the 2 and 3 series phones the 5 and the okay the 5.3 is outrated the, that leaves the 6 and the 7 series which have been quite popular means quite a best seller Nokia has really has been has been winning has really been winning in the low and mid end in the low and mid range smartphone uh, categories they haven't had any really breakout they haven't had a breakout uh, high-end phone or just a regular breakout phone in general but they've got pretty healthy sales in a lot of markets because you know people love a quality phone not loaded with ads and stuff clean software it there's an uh, and the Nokia name there's a lot of appeal and uh, surely there's a market for these products I mean I think by the time I mean there is obviously the like value killer those flagship killer phones you, you read in read on tech news sites and there's the actual uh, value for money phones you can find in a store and Nokia's tend to be you see Nokia's more than say Realme phones who knows uh, the phones they might release next week will probably compete with uh, Redmi and Realme really in various markets to try to sort of corner them it's hard to if you're Nokia really and you try to be high quality clean software it's hard to compete with brands that probably have now good UIs and probably beefier specs and more aggressive release timelines. We're talking, we're talking, I mean, just have a look at the Oppo Reno series. That, good God, two, two generations in a year. Uh, they've gone through four generations already in the last two years. Now, I've kind of forgot when the first Reno came out. Seems like yesterday, almost. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the smartphone businesses, I mean, as I've, I've said it before and I'll say it I've said it before and I'll probably say it again the smartphone business is extremely hard to compete is a very aggressive market there's no room for mar for marginal errors or for slip ups or delays if you're not really there in front of consumers you're just nobody look at Sony and probably look at LG to an extent I mean if you're not on store shelves or on people's timelines or obviously in someone's review videos or in my podcast even then you're just a nobody you're in the middle of nowhere you're not you're not on a sp you're not in a specific you're not you're just nobody you're nobody so it's quite aggressive i mean it's more aggressive than being in the premier league in the english premier league you know getting relegated is not that bad but if you're in a smartphone business if you get relegated it's embarrassing unless you fight back in one way so that's interesting to say the least so um yeah new nokia phones can't wait uh all next week uh that's probably next week's episode right there uh moving on uh we're now it's time to talk about tech industry news because tech business news because you know we've talked about the phones what about the other business you know uh the businesses around us so uh the first one is gonna blow you away and that is uh, everyone, we've all, I think I've talked a few weeks ago about uh, TikTok, TikTok's American biz uh, business, and obviously the tussle with the Trump uh, administration, and sort of President Trump's attempts to ban TikTok in the United States, or 
sell TikTok obviously to an American company to make an American service. Uh, you store American data on American soil, and American service for America. Okay, you get the point. Um, and it's come uh, the whole saga of the whole TikTok American saga has come full circle. Uh, Oracle has won really the whole race to uh, run TikTok's U.S. operations. Uh, it's basically it has ex it has won a deal by by dance to r to basically be a partner a, a apparently the wall street journal has broken this story reported uh and the word is written on it i'll link this in the show notes uh, go read it if you're interested the wall street journal reports that the company hasn't selected as a trusted tech partner instead now this is interesting uh, thing to note uh they haven't bought the tiktok service or the prop, the intellectual property, or the rights to run it, or basically be a 50-50 joint venture. They're chosen as a partner. Apparently, Oracle has won a deal to manage TikTok's U.S. cloud operations. Uh, essentially, um, yes, the the same data centers, the same cloud uh, systems that that are used to run spreadsheet, that are used to run businesses' bottom lines, will now be used to run. Uh, will now be used to run a short form video app with people doing wacky dances and interesting cures to COVID-19. How interesting. Um, quite a quite an interesting thing. Now this comes after Microsoft uh, revealed that its bid to acquire TikTok was rejected by ByteDance even though Microsoft made all sorts of guarantees and basically were like we're willing to you know we will handle the service we'll do the moderation and stuff. And I believe Microsoft could have uh, obviously owned TikTok would have been great, but uh, that didn't happen. Some sometimes some things happen for for the better. Um, so uh, now, obviously, Oracle has a few more has obviously next couple of days to uh, have has the next couple of days really to close the deal and get uh, close the deal and get. Uh, this obviously get the get TikTok up and back up and running. Basically, in short, TikTok US will be continue. TikTok will be con will continue to be available in the US, uh, which is kind of cool. But it's kind of um, it's interesting to hear what uh, it's interesting about TikTok really um, the whole saga really. Um, it's quite interesting that Oracle won at the end. I'm sure it's to basically Oracle will be the kind of trustee sort of will play a trust f trust uh, creator role, in the sense that people doubt TikTok and it's some Chinese service, but but Oracle will kind of make it American, so that's interesting. Uh, and then moving past another big tech news, really tech business news, really to do with the very renowned architecture that drives Android and the owners behind it, Nvidia. The, the the folks behind all your famous gaming GPUs, they're bought, they're acquiring ARM for forty billion dollars, uh, basically creating a powerhouse player in chipsets and chip designs. Really, um, so SoftBank, which is the current owner of ARM, uh, announced uh, basically reached a deal with Nvidia to sell ARM limit ARM ARM holdings to Nvidia. Uh, and that means that uh, Nvidia will essentially, uh, Nvidia will will own 
arm as a company but arm will be based in it will still be based in the uk obviously to prevent uh obviously to to be neutral and still have access to chinese customers uh because there are obviously those pr issues with us export controls and stuff so it'll be based in the uk for the time being uh it's worth 40 billion dollars uh softbank will however remain committed to arm's long-term success to its success to its ownership stake in nvidia expected to be under 10 percent so obviously a give and take here but the wonderful thing is that nvidia already is leading the way in self-driving cars uh cloud and ai uh and research fields and G gaming gpus but also they're going to have access to chipset designs with arm uh that's all fun and stuff but um it's all fun and stuff uh, but obviously there is the downside to it that nvidia will will probably dominate uh we'll probably have a monopoly really and then the interesting thing is that reuters basically then reported this really uh apparently nvidia's 40 billion dollar agreement to acquire arm limited from softbank group corporation is likely to meet a uh, strong opposition from nvidia's chip industry rivals analysts say with murmurs of Im of protest emerging in south korea and china within hours of the deal being announced which is kind of which is makes sense because really uh, nvidia is a is a massive competitor to folks like samsung and qualcomm qualcomm is i mean i mean nvidia would have immense power i mean buying having arm on their side and also uh, so apparently in the reuters article uh coding here jeff blabber uh, vice president of research for the americas with ccs insights said the deal will rightly face opposi huge opposition from ARM's customers. An acquisition with NVIDIA would be detrimental to ARM and its ecosystem. Independence is critical to the ongoing success of ARM, and once that is compromised, its value will start to erode. And most likely, obviously, if uh, NVIDIA is unlikely to maintain its neutrality, really, uh, then obviously uh, rivals or obviously arms is com arms is suppliers arms is clients really who are nvidia's competitors would probably want to run out and shift to risk 5 which is a competing uh, architecture standard to arm so that could drive risk 5 development probably but hopefully uh but and also there's the monopoly issue uh so um that's that to say the least so um that was your business news really Oh, and uh, before we go, I we just got we just got this breaking news now. Obviously, I'm putting it into the words the end. The new current story really breaking now. Uh, Google to launch Pixel Five, new Chromecast and smart speaker on September 30th. This is coming straight from the Verge, and that is there's an invite. Google uh, starting to invite starting to send invites to members of media for a special event on September 30th. Uh, and it obviously reads, we invite you to learn all about our new Chromecast, our latest smart speaker, and our new Pixel phones. Obviously, the Pixel 5, Google has confirmed that they're doing the Pixel 5, a full no launch night in. Hehe, <laughs> see, I, I see what they're talking about, smart home, streaming. <laughs> so the event is 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific on September 30th. So probably by probably a whole week later. Uh, astri and kind of funny asterisk yeah it's happening during the day what 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 is time anyway because you know 2020 so um we talked we already talked about google what google could be releasing but now we have a confirmed date 30th september 
definitely uh i'm gonna say this here but um techtober is truly here you know you know what to get this year and stuff so yeah uh that was the podcast thanks for listening uh again really appreciate the support that we are that uh uh that uh, you're all giving to me and um you know and uh more people are listening thank you very much for that uh, that's all i'm gonna say really that helps encourages me to do more of these podcasts the more you guys listen the better so uh yeah thank you thank you and thank you um that was the podcast thank you so much for listening as always uh we're we're obviously gonna have an episode hopefully on wednesday and if we could throw a bonus tomorrow for the apple event we'll definitely do that um uh until wednesday uh i mean you know what to do subscribe to the podcast to share it to your friends download it send it to your friends on whatsapp if you do that already and yeah until wednesday ciao thanks for listening bye